bad to be here because we're bad to the bone. a beautiful day in the neighborhood won't you be mine uh, I'll be Jesus's Jesus only lives inside human flesh you goofball <laughs> how bewitched can you be and still breathe it's the daily shock and awe isn't it oh man <laughs> whoa holy how you guys doing tonight? Alrighty then. Praise God. You saw that we had Jake and Stephanie with the new coffee roaster importing samples from our beloved pastor Shadrach in Nairobi, Kenya from the farmers. Three different types of coffee beans. Look out. Red Letter Ministries Coffee Company in the works. <laughs> Days of small beginnings, small samples, small roasters, small bags, and small labels. But I really see God using it big time for our intern pastors and our friends and family here to travel the world as businessmen and businesswomen, secret agents of the drunken glory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. It's a great way to uh, do direct-to-farmer in Kenya. You know, Kenya's got some of the best coffee on planet Earth. And we have such a family in Kenya. And we need to raise support because we do get a little support, but not really enough to do much with, to be honest with you. Uh, our vision is going to take millions and we don't expect our viewers to be able to provide millions, so we're gonna make it in business. And that's really what God the Father is asking us to do, is to show off the business anointing in the apostolic glory, and the apostolic excellence of Jesus Christ. What did he say? I am about my Father's business. Amen? I am about, not my Father's ministry, I am about my Father's business. Isn't that wild? He used the word business. Jesus is a businessman. What do you say about his father? His father is a shrewd businessman? Wow. You're a shrewd businessman. People say, you're a mean guy. You're a double standard, backstabbing, unequally scaled businessman. No, a shrewd businessman. You have to have that kind of shrewdness in business it's called wisdom if you are nice and a little kitten meow in business you'll be constantly taken advantage of in every single deal when you go and buy your car when you go and buy your groceries when you go and do every single exchange 
of trading in the world that will remain for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more years. So don't listen to these goofballs that say trading will be done away with. Seed time and harvest remain forever. Book of Genesis. The seventh day is the day of the greatest trading of all time. You still have a thousand years. Even if you believe in the seven day millennial reign of Christ, you have a thousand years of training before you go into the eighth day where there's no more trading. So I think maybe for the next 1,000 years, we might want to become anointed businessmen and not just completely defeated in every area of our life by being little kittens. These are the main areas God the Father wants to train you in Red Letter Ministries. Being about your father's business. What is the sea of glass before his throne? It's everyone who's done business with Jesus Christ. It's a direct reference to Solomon overseeing his 350 trade ships that he had going 24-7, 365. There's no Sabbath on the seas. Come on. There's no Sabbath on the seas. You're going to have to sail the seas, the seven seas, the foundations of the world, and learn how to travel and learn how to trade. Come on. <laughs> It's going to be so fun and wild for you people. Once we get the religion out of you, you're going to have fun. Business is fun. Remember, Jesus Christ reversed the curse of working by the sweat of the brow 2,000 years ago when blood came out of the sweat of his brow. Scripture says by the Apostle John that Jesus sweat blood. That is the wine of the marketplace. Somebody say, the wine of work. That is the wine of working. So there's no more curse in working. Listen, every angel works. Every man and woman in the cloud of witnesses works. They all have jobs. They all have titles. They all have descriptions. They all work. It's this poverty principality that we're confronting in Christianity that says, I don't have to work. I can retire into eternal Sabbath day's rest. What it's talking about, guys, is coming out of the curse of the sweat of your brow into the blessing of the sweat of his. What does the Bible say? I have prepared good works for them to do ahead of time. And what does John 14, 12 say? And they shall do greater works than me because I'm going to the Father. Wow, so you're going to be a better worker than Jesus. <laughs> who worked on the Sabbath, didn't he? That was one of the main arguments they had that he was a false prophet, that he didn't honor the Sabbath. He was working on the Sabbath. And Jesus said, Oh, if one of you has a donkey that falls into a pit on the Sabbath, don't you pull it out? You don't let it sit there and die. How much more a human being, you freaking hypocrites. Disgusting. To use the law for manipulation of the religious spirit instead of serving humanity with the law. You are perverts. You have perverted the truth and perverted the law, says the Lord God Almighty. Amen. No more perversion of the law of Moses. No more perversion of the laws of liberty in Christ Jesus. How? Working. Not by the sweat of your brow, which is your carnal, unrenewed mind, but working by the sweat of his brow which is the divine wine of the divine kind that makes everything fine and makes everything shine all the time. Come on. Hallelujah.
Isn't it wonderful? So we're birthing RLM coffee. I'm sure it'll have multiple names. Doesn't matter if it's RLM or not. It's Kingdom. Kingdom coffee. You like that? We might call it Dragon Fire with Wings Serpent Coffee of Hell, the Devil's Brew. Just to mess with you, because you need that kind of stuff. <laughs> the Devil's Beans. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Get your soul roasted in the Devil's Beans straight from the fiery hell of Kenya. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that going to be fun to burn up all the religion of Africa? Isn't that crazy? We go from voodoo witch doctors straight into voodoo religion, voodoo Christianity. With hardly any transformation. The witch doctors all have suits and ties now in Africa. And they're under the guise of Christians. Have you noticed that? You listen to these people, I'm like, that ain't Christianity. So we're pioneering the real gospel of the glory of the happy God in Kenya with our beloved pastor Shadrach and the whole freaking continent to be honest and I can't wait to get into Egypt and uh, the Muslim nations because what they don't really know is they're not really Muslim. They, you know they think they are but they're not. The root of all evil is what? The love of money. They simply love money. That's the religion of the world. Jesus said that was the only religion in the world. That all religions serve money, so if you go after money, you're going after the religion. Oh, hallelujah. We shouldn't go after money, bro. We should go after Jesus. Hallelujah. Why did Jesus preach on money more than heaven, hell, faith, and love combined? Ah, because that was your God. That was the Israelites' God. And since he's a jealous God and a consuming fire, he attacked the other gods that had possessed their hearts because he loves them. <laughs> if you're not going after money in people's hearts, you're not going after the human soul, you're not winning souls, you're not doing anything. People pleasing nonsense. If you do it out of the wrong motivations, you're a hypocrite and a liar. If you do it out of Christ crucified, you're a son of the living God. Come on. It's all about crucified or not crucified. That's the Urim and the Thummim. That's the go and the stop. That's the green and the red. The Urim and the Thummim of the priest. It was literally the stop and go of the priesthood. If it's clean or unclean, if it's crucified or uncrucified. If your heart is crucified, it's clean. If your mind is crucified, it's clean. If your bones and your marrow is crucified, it is clean. Clean and unclean is everything in Jewish law. Oh, here we go. Moses and the Lamb, Revelation 15. I have not come to do away with the law, but fulfill it. So what's the fulfillment of the law of clean and unclean? Stop and go, red and green. Crucified or uncrucified? You know, Romans 2. The circumcision group or the uncircumcised. Oh, but there's neither Jew or Gentile now, for all are one in Christ. That's right. Now in the New Covenant for thousands of years, clean and unclean is only based on one thing. The circumcision of your immoral hearts. Say, immoral hearts. That's what the Bible says. 
the circumcision of our immoral hearts and immorality is what apostle john book of revelation idolatry why do we serve money and gold and all the mammon and the wickedness and we're total hypocrites all the time and we secretly love money and trust in money more than jesus all that because our hearts are immoral because of a lack of the circumcision of the new covenant which is a new heart who can ascend the mountain of the lord he who has clean hands and a pure heart who hasn't lifted his hands to idols what are idols anything that's idle and not moving in the bloodstream of christ an idol is something that's not based on the foundations of the world the seven pillars of wisdom the seven piercings of jesus christ want to go there you guys love jesus isn't he good love you lord do a little official teaching today on the number seven this hit me so hard i started bawling like a baby last night y'all know we've read Re proverbs chapter nine a thousand times wisdom has built her seven pillars but what are the seven pillars they're the piercings of jesus they're the stages of the cross the progression of the spilling of his blood the foundations of the world are the lamb that was slain what the Bible says the Bible says that this world's foundations this world's pillars I've read it in 35 different translations you can read it in Greek Hebrew Chaldean you can read it in the Holy Ghost or the evil spirit it says the same thing the foundations of this world are the lamb that was slain and what are the foundations God only does things in sevens it's the seven pillars it's the foundation pillars of creation that's the law of liberty in christ jesus and we needed the law of moses to condemn everything in order for it to come into the forgiveness of the law of liberty in christ jesus so that anything that cannot be forgiven would be utterly destroyed like the days of noah called the fallen angels isn't that nice some people like the fallen angels and that's why they persecute red letter ministries isn't that true? Why are you clinging to those demons and devils and foul birds and reptiles that you bear the image of on your faces? Mean, nasty things looking like you got baptized in lemon juice instead of the blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel? What are you angry about, man? You need to get saved. Lord, re restore the joy of our salvation. Amen. It's time for all Christians to get born again again we have been mostly witches and warlocks rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft we have rebelled against the blood we have rebelled against the foundation of the world we have rebelled against the red sea wow <laughs> what gets swallowed up in the red sea our egyptian nature Hallelujah. so that we can be sheep in wolves clothing like joseph wearing pharaoh's crown with the serpent of jesus christ coming out our forehead the bronze serpent if i be lifted up i'll draw all men to myself what was lifted up on the pole 
the serpent. You've been trying to lift up every other thing of God and divinity and Jesus and religion except the serpent. And that's why you've never been healed in 2,000 years of Christianity. Until you only lift up the serpent nature of Jesus, you will never be healed by looking at the cross. They want this other image of Jesus. They'll even put Hulk Jesus on there and bodybuilding Jesus. They'll put an image of their own Jesus. They'll put hippie Jesus. They'll put gangster Jesus. They'll put all these Jesuses on their crosses. All their different loincloths. All their different races. Red, yellow, black, and white Jesus. <laughs> the only Jesus they didn't put on there was the real Jesus called the freaking snake. Because we're so bewitched as humans, we think God is coming in that image, and he's not. And so everyone misses it, because God has hidden these things in darkness, treasures in darkness. Hallelujah. And the wise go into the darkness and search him out, and they discover the treasures of death and hell, Egypt and Sodom, where our Lord was crucified. The underworld of the heart. What is it speaking of? Going into the heart in the places of the greatest wickedness, hypocrisy, sin, sickness, and disease, and discovering the serpent hole of Jesus, Christ crucified, and descending into the lowest regions of the world, and also ascending out our foreheads as the true snake of Pharaoh's crown. Behold the king of Egypt. Behold Joseph. Behold Moses. Behold Jesus Christ. As it is written, out of Egypt I raised my son. <laughs> Are you a son? Let Egypt be raised in your hearts. Hallelujah. Only then will you have the Red Sea, which is the foundations of the world. The seven pillars of wisdom are the pillars of the foundation of the world. The blood of the Lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. One. The sweating of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. Two, the stripes of blood on his back from the Cat of Nine Tails. Three, he was bruised for our transgressions and suffered internal bleeding. Isaiah 53, 5. Four, the blood of the crown of thorns. Five, the blood of his pierced hands. Six, the blood of his pierced hands feet. 7. The blood of his speared side. Behold the foundation pillars of this world. The seven pillars of the lamb that was slain. The seven pillars that wisdom builds. Amen. What's growing in wisdom? What's going from glory to glory? These seven pillars. A complete and total dependency on the piercings of the blood of the lamb until there's nothing else in you except the cross. Behold the bride of the Lamb, the bride of the cross, the bride of the seven pillars, the bride of the foundations of this world, those who have built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ crucified to death before the building of the nations. Aren't you glad we built on those foundation stones? I am because they can't be shaken. But behold, we shall shake everything that can be shaken. We shall shake Republicans. We shall shake Democrats. 
We shall shake parliament. We shall shake government. We'll shake everything. Why? We're in the foundation. This is the place of a sound mind. This is the place of rest. But it's also the place of the greatest work as angels. It's the place where angels work. Wonderful thing is, in Christ, you have an angelic nature. But if you're dormant, and you're not activated, and you're not building on the solid rock, what is building? Everything will be tested in fire. Everything that a Christian builds, the Apostle Paul told the Corinthian church. So, everything you do in your head, your thoughts, your words, they'll be tested. Your words will be your judges, Jesus Christ said. So you're, you're building by words, you're building by thoughts, you're building by the intentions of your heart, you're building by the sweat of your brow, you're building by blood. Even if you're not doing anything, you're still doing something. Because your blood is always speaking and building. It's just rarely the blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Cain and Abel. Oh my god, I'm not going to talk about the blood that speaks from Cain. <laughs> that blood speaking. So God sees the heart. You know that verse. God only sees the heart. And he judges the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. Revelation 19. The Word of God is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and the Word of God is a sharp two-edged sword, and it judges the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 So the Word of God judges the heart, and God only sees the heart. So the blood speaks, and God sees the blood, and God hears the blood, and God only listens to what your heart is saying. He's never listened to your brain. That's why there's this misunderstanding because you're cursed but Jesus Christ died at the place of the skull to remove your brain which is the fallen angel and the demon influence in your whole soul right the serpent in the garden the fallen seraphim spoke to Adam and Eve and right into their brain and when their hearts submitted to their brain the glory lifted off their souls oh buddy but Jesus died at the place of the brain, Skull Hill, Golgotha in Aramaic, Calvary in Latin, Skull Hill in English, so that your brain would no longer lead you astray to follow Satan and his angels. Amen? Is your brain still leading you astray? But God only hears the heart. So Jesus connects your brain to submit to your heart. But when we resist the Holy Spirit, we're resisting the leadership of God in the blood of the heart and the word of God written on your heart that speaks a better word than the blood of Cain and Abel. <laughs> the blood of Cain is very real. That's our enemies. Pray for your enemies. Pray for the bloodline of Cain. If you have any wisdom whatsoever, that's the only enemy that exists on planet Earth is the bloodlines of Cain. That's why you have genealogies everywhere in the New Testament and the Old Testament. Why? Because your enemies are a bloodline. And they come red, yellow, black, and white. Doesn't matter about skin color. I mean, it's insanity. It's about what the blood is speaking. God sees the heart. God sees... All blood is red. Oh, hallelujah. Not all blood is from God. God limited his seed line, his bloodline, to only the flying, fiery serpent of Judah. Isaiah 14, 29. Amen? The needle in the haystack, the eye of the needle, the diamond in the rough, the one in 12 billion, 
so that all things would be subject to the man, about six foot tall, five, five, four if he's crouching, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Very average, even poor looking man, not a beautiful man. Isaiah says that there was nothing beautiful in his appearance. The wisdom of the ages in God the Father through Jesus of Nazareth will absolutely astonish your carnal mind every single day as you grow in the wisdom of his blood and you begin to hear and speak by the blood of Jesus, by drinking the cup of the new covenant, his blood, sinking down into the foundation stones of the law of liberty in Christ Jesus, wisdom building her seven pillars of the seven piercings of Jesus Christ. Anything built in your life that's not on the seven piercings of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, is building on shifting sand. I don't care if you're doing business, ministry, raising family. It's all vanity, 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 chasing after the wind. Meaningless. Everything is meaningless except what? Obedience! Obedience. Greater than sacrifice and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Thank you, King, Judge, Prophet, Priest, God the Father, Samuel. Amen. Don't you love Ephraim? Where's Ephraim? Nobody knows. Rapture disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Truth anyhow. Ha 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 ha. People are like, are you talking about me? I'm speaking in wisdom. Talking about anyone that's ever going to get wise in the next 1,000 years if you have ears to hear with the blood of your heart. Wisdom speaks a language of the blood of Jesus, which is a communication amongst angels and spirits. Because I don't speak in the carnal mind because I'm not fallen anymore. I'm resurrected. Come on, when you're resurrected, you don't speak out of the fallen mind. I don't speak out of my belly crawling on the dirt, on the dust. And if I do, it's in flying, fiery serpent, dragon, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Isaiah 14, 29, wisdom. So you look like Pharaoh and the king of Sodom, wickedness, when it's actually righteousness. Just old Moses with his serpent flesh devouring Jannies and Jambres every day. Normal anointianity hallelujah you guys like great wisdom get an impartation of it it's not for your thinker it's for your drinker let it be written with the fire of the dragon jesus christ the king of the jews upon your heart you can come with the double-headed dragon of the city of london that sets the gold standard we will devour the rothschild jewish banking system into love why because we are the dragon of the Lord. We can take Russia, Mother Russia, Moscow, and the two-headed dragon of their national flag. And listen, guys. Jennies and Jambres, the two dragons of Satan's throne, have nothing against Moses and his dragon, Jesus Christ. What can the creature Due to the Creator. See, if you go about it any other way, in lesser wisdom, in a lesser sacrifice, in a lesser blood speaking a lesser word, 
you'll be utterly devoured by the fallen dragons, the fallen seraphim. And then they have skin on because hell is only inside flesh and heaven is only inside flesh. And so it's like, we're scared of hell with flesh on. Uh, I don't think so. Fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you read the book of Proverbs, it says, Fear the Lord and fear his king. Fear his king. Who is the king? Jesus. Where is Jesus? In our hearts, unless we're bewitched. You have kingly, royal blood. What makes you royalty? What makes you kingly? Faith in Jesus Christ alone. Grace. There is no royalty down here. These people are murderous dogs. The czar bloodlines. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> the European... 13 European Illuminati families. The 13 crown families of the red dragons. The fallen seraphim of Satan's throne. What, you have the bloodline of Cain? That makes you royalty? That makes you the least royal pieces of manure the earth has ever seen. There ain't a person less royal on planet earth than Queen Elizabeth. You gotta be stuck on stupid. That's Cain, buddy. That's Cain stealing your inheritance because you don't know your divine royalty yet. Wow, and so we're like, I don't think I can charge those wages because I'm just not worth anything. And so we'll ask for $7 an hour. Just make me a sweatshop slave laborer. And then we complain about not having enough money and we're begging all the time. When you realize your royalty, your time, and the sweat of your brow, the divine wine coming out of your face is the most expensive spice on earth called saffron, the crimson dye. To this day, saffron is the most expensive spice on planet earth. It was in ancient Egypt, it was in ancient Israel, it was in Jesus' day, and it still is today because for all time, in the ancient anointing oil of Song of Solomon 4, 13 and 14, saffron has been the main ingredient of Jesus Christ, representing his expensive blood. Oh, it's a saffron sea, the foundations of the world. And so that trading of saffron and going into the realm of saffron and understanding your value by his value in you raises your self-esteem. Come on, we're not slaves anymore. We're sons and daughters. We're not orphans anymore. We're sons and daughters. We're kings and queens. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation, Apostle Peter says. Do you believe it? I know you don't. Very little. I deal with thousands of Christians worldwide every week. There are very few that have any confidence in their bloodlines. They don't even know what a bloodline is. A cord of three strands is not easily broken, Ecclesiastes King Solomon says. I know I got two strands. I come from the Irish dogs <laughs> and the British dungeons and I'm just a, an absolute bastard, which is true. A bastard child of Great Britain in my bloodlines. Just bastards. The scum of the earth. It's true. That is absolutely physical facts. But then, 
Hey! Jesus, come into my scumbag bastard heart and turn me into divine royalty. Sir, yes sir. And he jumps right in and he makes you Jewish, doesn't he? Oh yeah, Romans chapter two. Those who are the real Jews are circumcised of heart. They have that cord of three strands. No longer just Irish and British and English and Scottish and Welsh. Now we have also, come on somebody, the King of the Jews, the Messiah. That's your third strand DNA. A cord of three strand DNA, not easily broken. That's your Jewish bloodline. That's what makes you royalty. That is activated by the seven spirits of God, the seven pillars of this world, the seven pillars of wisdom in your hearts when you grow in faith by grace in Jesus Christ. You become the Israel of God. And so we're over there in the Temple Mount and we're like fighting for the rebuilding of the third temple and we're like, your body is the temple, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. How bewitched can you get and still breathe? And so you can love Jews, you can love Gentiles, you can love Greeks, you can love Hebrews, you can love Romans, you can love everyone so easily because his blood speaks the words of unconditional love. What is the blood that speaks a better word? The bloodline, the DNA, the third cord strand in your hearts that speaks the words of God, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's the Shekinah glory burning in the bush, and the bush is your flesh. Hallelujah. Yeah, we know that. I already knew that. And I can't wait to see a 500-pound millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the depths of the Saffron Sea. How dare you threaten me with a good time? Threaten people with forgiveness is the worst punishment of all time. Why? Because they love being accusers. You notice that? They love the wages of wickedness like Balaam, son of Beor. Eeyore. They love it. <laughs> I like Winnie the Pooh. I couldn't stand Eeyore. Remember Eeyore? Eeyore. It's always raining. There was a dark cloud over his head. Dark rain. He gets struck by lightning once in a while. Well, some of you are Eeyores, Balaam, son of Beors. And there's a new baptism coming upon you. We're going to take Eeyore. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take a big, huge rock, tie it around its neck, and chuck that nasty thing in your skull into the depths of the saffron sea. You'll never get that sticky crimson dye off of you. You're dead. You've been dyed crimson by saffron spice of the expensive blood of Jesus. You're going to choke. You're going to smoke. You're going to complain and whine and murmur. Ah, how dang. And av after you stop the struggling and the resisting and the fighting of the spirit of Jesus Christ, you will awaken to his love that you've been thrown into by your chief apostles. <laughs> who've been slaughtering you with love for decades and you're just realizing it what love actually is is the killing of your serpent nature of Jannies and Jambres and the devouring into the belly of the serpent Christ Moses's staff into the foundations of the world 
There's no greater love than we throw you down from your high places of pride into the foundation of the world, the Lamb that was slain, and give you a baptism of his blood, saffron sticky spice, worse than heroin tar. You can't get it off you. Even if you scrubbed your hands for an hour with soap, it wouldn't matter. That smell, you can't get it off. It'll be there for hours and hours and hours. I know because I've been making Song of Solomon Extract Day Parfume at www.bbluxuryperfumes.com. Hallelujah. Selling a bunch of those things. Got the most expensive saffron and all the ingredients from Song of Solomon 4, 13 and 14 to make the exact fragrance of Song of Solomon with the highest quality ingredients in the world. And I am utterly shocked by saffron. That's why I just can't get over it. I had to study it, go into it. I've never I've never known anything about saffron. I've heard of like saffron rice, you know, so what is that, you know? This ignorant pride of I know I already know what saffron. I didn't know what saffron is, man. <laughs> you don't know. You weren't there. You didn't have the experience with the sticky extract of perfume and the finest saffron. I've never dealt with saffron. The substance, I couldn't wash it off my hands. It stuck there, and even when the stickiness came off, the smell lingered for hours. And so I'm mean, like blown away, and I went, oh, you guys. I went and <clears throat> studied it. I just did a stupid Google search. <laughs> and as I'm reading it, I just start crying because it's speaking to me of the blood of Jesus, and I'm in this realm of saffron the fragrance of saffron and I'm in the fragrance of his blood and I'm in the foundations of the world I'm having this prophetic encounter this week as the making song of Solomon perfume I've been wanting to do this I've had it typed up and wanting to do this for weeks like a month it was one of my first concoctions and recipes that I put together and I just wait on the Lord put it on the shelf I'm not in any rush I just let the sweat of his brow do all the works and perfuming and ministry every day for decades. And all of a sudden, it's, it's time to do it. It's time to manifest it. And so I go to manifest it, and I have no grid for this spice called saffron. This is so important because this deals with the foundations of the world. This is the realm of the house of wine, the house of saffron. You could call it the house of wine. Song of Solomon 2.4, you could call it the house of saffron. It represents the shining blood of Jesus as the most expensive spice in the world. And it says, since ancient times, saffron has been called the crimson dye. What is crimson? <laughs> Though our sins be as crimson, he shall make them white as snow. It speaks of the blood of Jesus, you guys. The blood of the Lamb is crimson. They've been using that terminology from the prophet Isaiah for thousands of years to speak of the Messiah's blood. The crimson blood. The crimson dye. Did you know it, it was referring to saffron? Never knew that. So I'm just getting completely blasted in this realm of saffron. And so the, the stickiness the color, the dye, it looks like iodine, it looks like blood. <laughs> and 
And when the red starts to get washed, it turns the yellowish color of dried blood, which was even more freaky in the experience of the literal saffron. And so we had to put out a dis disclaimer that as we sell Song of Solomon Extract de Parfum, the highest, most accurate representation, I tell you the truth, by the angel of perfume of the God I am whom I serve, as, you, as we sell this extract of perfume of Song of Solomon, you cannot get it near white clothing. It will stain it. You will not get it off. It's crimson dye. <laughs> and he says, you know what? That's what I'm going to do to civilization. I'm going to make them sink down into the saffron of my expensive blood. No one knows its value. You talk about saffron, and yeah, it's the most expensive spice on the planet right now. Then their poverty spirits manifest, and I wish I could afford that someday. Can you make it into a candle? Yeah, for $200 a candle. <laughs> That's how much they'd cost. That's how expensive saffron is. If I were to make Song of Solomon candles, they'd have to sell it too. And then in the future, when all the poverty's burned out of Red Letter Ministries, and all of the religious crap we deal with every day, hopefully we can sell $200 candles. That'll be a day of great joy for our people in Jubilee when their debts are canceled and they've come out of poverty and orphanism and all these demons that we've served and all the religious knowledge of good and we sink into the saffron and we get dyed crimson red. Then and only then will we understand the value of the foundations of this world, the value of the Lamb that was slain. Up until then, it's just theology. It's just knowledge. It's not practical experience. <laughs> it's not revelatory. It's not working and energized in us with superhuman energy which he so mightily enkindles and works within us. It's just mere knowledge. It's the knowledge of the fallen angels understanding about God is what it is and that's what mainly is in Christianity without experience, without wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge plus experience. It's turning your water into wine. You got a lot of water now because you got a lot of knowledge about God. Everyone and their neighbors got a Bible college degree in America. The Bible Belt. There's a seminary on every block. <laughs> oh, it's true. So much information. So little wisdom. That's why there's so little richness. Because we haven't come into the stickiness of the saffron spice. It's all just in our heads. That's the place of unbelief. That's the place of idolatry where your heart still only trusts in money. Why? Because you don't have any wisdom. When you have wisdom, your heart doesn't trust in money. Your heart trusts in the seven seas. Come on. Your heart trusts in Solomon's house of wine. Your heart trusts in the blood sacrifice of the thousand bull offering representing Jesus Christ, our red bull. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, the wisdom of the ages, the king of all times, of all generations, of all civilizations. And he's taken him over. He's the I am, present in the past, present now, and present in the future. And how is he present? Through the blood. And how do you experience it? Faith in his blood, drinking his blood, inhaling the life of his breath that comes from his blood, 
into your nostrils and becoming living souls. And so all civilization will be reset by his blood, by faith in his blood. The knowledge of the glory shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. What is the knowledge of the glory? The blood. What is the seas? The blood. Saffron seas. Sapphire seas. Nah. Prophecy's done away with, the Bible says. There'll be no more prophecy. It is written. 1 Corinthians 13. These aren't sapphire seas. These are saffron seas. Now we come into the age of spice and the age of the third Solomon. Jesus said one greater than Solomon is here. He compared himself to Solomon. Amen. Now is the time of the third Solomon. The time of the house of wine, the time of the saffron sea and the trading of the spices of the nations. No longer by witchcraft and manipulation. What does the horror of Babylon do? She sinks into the sea. Revelation 17 and 18. So that all the manipulation and evil and corruption and unbalanced weighing scales are obliterated worldwide in every trading system of every nation. And all Jewish banking systems. They'll all serve the Lamb sovereignly because He was slain as the foundations of this world. We just need some real Christians to enforce it by faith which manifests the seven spirits of God that changes the natural dimension and melts the elements with fervent heat of his blood. His blood is the fervent heat. What is the lake of fire? It's the lake of his blood. Why? Because he's transfigured and his blood is brighter than the noonday sun in Acts chapter 9. His blood was blinding. Saffron is the shining blood of Jesus's bloodline, the royalty of Zion, the royalty of faith and the royalty of grace, the royalty of the covenant people of all the ages. They served the Saffron Sea. They served the foundations of the world. Noah served him. Enoch served him. Adam and Eve served him. Jeremiah and Daniel served him. Ezekiel and Malachi served him. <laughs> Paul served him. The apostles served him. Throughout the ages we have served him. He is Jesus of Nazareth, our saffron sea. His blood is the redemption of planet earth and all the stars in the heavens and all the earth and everything under the earth is completely made new. In the blood of God our Creator, Jesus Christ. If you will believe that today, you will sink into the saffron sea and you'll have a new life in His blood. And it will heal the bloodlines of your mother and father. And it will give you that cord of three strands that cannot be broken. Not easily. It's hard to divorce someone you love so much. Amen? You can't do it. God is love. You have to get in some serious witchcraft and hate to divorce Jesus and to walk away in your heart from the cord of three strands. It's not that he ever divorces us, it's that our hearts leave him because our minds wander off by idolatry, mainly by the knowledge of good and evil. And so the latter condition is worse than the former because we get into Janes and Jambres. But let those two snakes of the fallen angels around Satan's throne be devoured 
and all your flesh, bones, and blood tonight that you may live in the serpent Christ coming out of Joseph's forehead. In Jesus' mighty name, I bless you all as the princes and princesses of Egypt, now and forevermore, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. I want to thank you first and foremost for several people that stepped up last night and helped with Giving Tuesday. We raised like about 4000 It'll help with operating expenses. We have about 10000 in operating expenses the first of every month, so it'll take another week. It normally takes two weeks to pay our monthly operating expenses, and so uh, we still have to do that. So consider partnering with this ministry. Even if, if you don't have faith for financial partnership, you can help us by buying some of our products and raising support for this ministry. We have relaunched Breaker Clothing Company, my old store of the original Drunken Glory designs from 2009 to 2013. Click the store button, the link's in the description. You can go there. We get about 50% into the ministry for all of our staff and all of our expenses worldwide in the works of Red Letter Ministries International. 50% of that goes to help us in this ministry. So check out the store, all the creative designs from the original Drunken Glory movement of 2009 to 2013. 38 designs. Awesome stuff. Tote bags, coffee cups, t-shirts. All of that helps raise support for our ministry because we really need the help. We can't raise the millions of dollars that we need to finish this television vision, to upgrade the facilities, to upgrade uh, Africa and Kenya, all of it is, it's very much in like the mid process of its building. And we're doing okay, it's always enough. It's not like we ever had any lack. In 10 years, even when I'd get into crazy shock prophetics and get into the apostolic birdie and redeem cuss words and remove the knowledge of evil from all the hypocrites' hearts and doing the shock prophetics, even when we lost 99% of our financial partners, new ones sprung up like the next week. We always had more than enough miraculously because we work in the power of his blood and the foundations of this world. So it's, But what it's going to take to complete this vision is millions. And God is telling me that's only going to come about by businesses because people have huge poverty mentality when it comes to supporting apostolic ministry. They'd rather give to Anne Graham Lotz with the poverty spirit than give into the apostles because they just can't give to someone who's so healthy because they're so sick. They can only give to sick people and that's the poverty mentality in Christianity. I mean, it's the leaven that's leavened the whole lump. It's not a question of who has it, it's the measure you have it in your hearts because we're so corrupted by religious sin and poverty sin. And so it's everywhere. And going into business will help people get a healthy mindset for the marketplace to work not by the sweat of their brow, but by the wine of his brow in the Garden of Gethsemane where the curse is reversed. So work hard unto the Lord and not for men so God can promote you in due season. If you don't have faith for financial supporting of apostolic ministry, you can buy our luxury products. They're all custom made. Some of the nicest stuff in the world. People that are connoisseurs of these products are swearing that they are some of the highest quality fragrances and candles in existence. That's really blessing me. That means a lot to me because it honors Jesus Christ, the businessman in me. BBLuxuryPerfumes.com Also click the store button. 
if you want to check out all the old breaker clothing designs. Love you guys so much. It was awesome spitting wisdom at you like a fire-breathing serpent tonight. May your wings of the red dragon grow double in size in the next 24 hours until we meet again. Amen. Glory.